0: Hey everybody, Kendra, the vet tech here, and we're back again today to talk about another career path for the credentialed veterinary technician. Today, we're going to talk with an animal health technician in biopharmaceutical research. Her name is Jody, and she's a certified veterinary technician with a VTS in laboratory animal medicine. So, welcome, Jody. Thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Hi. Thank you. Thanks for having me.
0: Yeah, and I'd like to just get started here because. I feel like lab animal medicine, your job, what it is that you do, we don't learn a ton about it in school. And it's just kind of this cloak and dagger area of veterinary medicine that I would just really like to shed a lot of light on. So let's just start out by talking about your career and what it is that you do. Sounds like when you started out in this on this particular path here, you were working with the traditional kind of mice and rat work, but now you're doing some work with macaque, a macaque colony, so let's talk about it. What What do you do on the day-to-day now?
1: Well, every day is different, especially when you're working with monkeys. <laughs> uh, they are, uh, I love working with them. They're a handful, but you never know what you're going to get. We have, basically I'm the monkey nurse. So I t- I do their treatments. I might be getting some ready to go to surgery. Maybe we're going to have a dental that day. Maybe there's some Uh, maintenance, health maintenance. So we do TB testing and CBC chems, um, herpes B testing, which is big if you're working with macaques. It's it's all different. Sometimes a couple of monkeys that were good friends just rip each other apart. So now you got to go change your day and get the vet in and suturing and you never know what you're going to get.
0: So typical veterinary medicine, it sounds like, you know, we all never know what we're really going to get. So for sure, (laughs) I think that's great. It sounds like you have a really varied day, but you're still using a lot of these core and basic skills. It sounds like that, that we all learn in school, right? Blood draws, radiographs, dentistry. So that's so cool. You're still utilizing all of those things. For sure.
1: How, how many monkeys are in the colony you're working with? So we have at any given time, like 250, about oh. between 200 and 250. I am in charge of the non-GLP animals. So that's about 150, I would say.
0: Okay. And, and what about staff? I mean, with 150 monkeys, you're a senior veterinary technician in your, in your current position, are, are you supervising how many staff to kind of
1: help out with this? Um, I, I don't supervise, which is good. Don't want to do that. <laughs> um, so we, we're like a group of nine vet techs. And there's actually more than just monkeys where I work. We also have dogs. We have lots and lots of rodents, um, sometimes rabbits, sometimes ferrets. It all changes, but we all work together to get the basic treatments done. So every all of the vet techs that I work with can work with in all the other areas as well. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And usually primates, it takes a longer time to get the treatments done and basic stuff done. It's probably like
0: working with a group of toddlers,
1: huh? I I, That's what I imagine in my mind. (laughs) Yeah, kind of. (laughs) They're very naughty, (laughs) but that's why I love them.
0: So since you're rotating around to some other species, do you still use those skill sets on them as well? Are we doing like Are you still doing a good old canine dental that you learned many years ago? I have. Yep. Yep. I've done that. So looking back at your history here, you also have an associates. It was in laboratory animal technology, just, just that in
1: itself. Is that right? That's right. Yep. I'm lucky. I don't think that's offered where I went to school anymore. I've seen some like, You can get bachelor's and, and things like that. But of all the vet techs I work with, I'm the only one with that certification.
0: And what were you headed somewhere else? Oh, with that additional degree. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Were you
1: headed a different direction or
0: what, what was the plan?
1: So I actually never intended to be in lab animal. When I went into vet tech school, I, I was sure I was going to work at a zoo. Um, I, (laughs) I wanted nothing to do with lab animals. I thought it was wrong. I was animal rights. Never would have thought that I would have ended up here. But we all had to take a vet tech course in lab animal. And that's where I started learning more about research and that it has to be done. And if it has to be done, it should be done by someone like me, because I love animals. All of us vet techs love animals. And so we're going to go above and beyond and make sure those animals are taken care of.
0: That is such an interesting twist to your story. That It is. <laughs> that's <laughs> yes. not really what I was picturing when I kind of read your bio and history. That That's so neat. That's so cool. And such a refreshing point of view to take from, from the original place that you were that,
1: hey, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be me. Right. And that,
0: that is super neat.
1: It is because we're we're all the voice of the animal where I work. If we, you know, think something should be done differently, we have many avenues of letting our company know or letting the people in charge know that no, this isn't right. We need to do it this way. So we're all comfortable with what we're doing.
0: And so are you part of helping write policies moving forward for the research or or come up help come up with changes in the policies since you're the person on the floor, it sounds like.
1: Yep. Yeah. We, we have a lot of those discussions in our vet meetings, vet staff meetings. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, that's great that you're in a position to affect change as well. So not just, not just having the feeling of doing the right thing, but actually doing the right thing. Right. And it sounds like too, maybe you have some more freedoms as a lab laboratory animal technician than, than maybe we do in general practice. Cause you said before, you know, if we see something, we, Call in a DVM. Do you kind of work by yourself, not necessarily directly supervised by a DVM every day? Is that is that how it works typically in lab animals?
1: So in some in some areas, I understand that's how it is, but we don't have as much freedom as people think. Okay, okay. Um, like I I can't just start suturing something. You know, we're all all of us senior staff. We're getting signed off. We have a lot of sign offs um, in order to practice your skills. We're getting signed off in suturing and tail amputations, digit amputations and things like that. But we have to be approved by a veterinarian to do those things. So where I work, I'm just like a regular, I'm a vet tech. Okay. It's not the the wild west over
0: there. (laughs) No, no.
1: (laughs) Okay. Nope. Everything is overseen by a veterinarian.
0: But it sounds like pretty heavily utilizing your skills then if they maybe are encouraging you to sign off on these things and be able to yes. take care of things mm-hmm. uh, a little more independently with, yes. with their blessing i i guess yep. is the best way to
1: phrase it maybe for sure yeah yeah they encourage us to just keep going forward and you know we're doing like skin biopsies learning csf collections suturing amputations things like that
0: that's awesome that's so great to hear that you're you're utilizing your skills to the fullest and it sounds like just Continuing to grow and learn as you move along, mm-hmm. and what about getting started in a field like this? You know, we have such minimal exposure to lab animals as part of our our veterinary technician education. Just they have so much to pack into that short amount of time that we're in school, right? So only this small amount is allotted for lab animal stuff. What What's your opinion or your thoughts on expectations hiring the newbies so we're coming fresh out of school or maybe not even fresh out of school maybe we've been doing it a little while but don't have any lab animal exposure or experience what do you feel like employers expectations are are they maybe a little lower than they are in in like gp or something like that or what are your thoughts
1: no i don't think so I know they, like if we're, we do have someone who's just out of graduation that we got from or that we hired after her internship. So I think they make the appropriate steps into the field. Um, We have, gosh, I think out of the nine of us, only like six of us, maybe five, five or six of us actually worked in practice before or in, in research. Okay. i i really think that the people though that came from practice their skills are on point like <laughs> they can tape like no other <laughs> tape a catheter in and stuff like sometimes i wish i had had a little more clinic work because all i had was my internship okay and then i worked right afterwards i worked with mice and rats for four years so i lost kind of a lot of that yeah you no know, hands-on stuff but my company is great in the training and things like that. Oh, so, they, yeah, they take you into it at your own pace.
0: Well, that's great because that was going to be my next question is what are some ways or maybe some advice that you have for people who want to m- make this change to get started? And it sounds like a really good nugget you've already given us is <laughs> go work in general practice for a little while and. <laughs> Get your hands dirty and, and really get confident with some of those skills. Is there anything else or any more any more
1: you want to elaborate on that? I think that the techs that like worked in anesthesia did a lot of like ER work. They are my go-to's. They're so good with the anesthesia and all this. And I went to school, you know, over 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. So things have changed, <laughs> you sure. know. Um, yeah. So I I really, those are my go-to's.
0: Okay, so, so lots of anesthesia exposure because you did say that that you are well. Of course, dentistry will have general anesthesia for that, and then we do twice yearly exams, and those are under general as well for for the. Those primates. are
1: just sedated with ketamine or ketamine dextome, but, but we do have imaging, so we have an MRI, a PET CT. So th- that's kind of some specialized yeah uh, anesthesia there and then we do have surgeries as well and our our surgery techs are like they're good <laughs> yeah they're really good with the anesthesia and
0: yeah if you if you want to move into this but are a little scared maybe go try some anesthesia for a while and then you'll have mm-hmm. a little leg up it sounds like yeah do we worry too much about the actual species themselves right so sounds like you've got a lot uh, ferrets rabbits you've done mice rats the, the macaques, you got a lot going on there.
1: Mm-hmm. Do we mm-hmm. not
0: worry quite as much about knowing the restraint and things beforehand? Those, those things we
1: kind of learn on the job if we, if we need to. For sure. We teach you everything on the job.
0: Okay. And you already said your, your lab animal technology associates isn't, it, it doesn't sound like that's a thing anymore these days. I don't, yeah. But do you think that it's supplemented Well, for you, or do you think maybe there's some other education that's helpful that we should pursue if we want to make this
1: switch? I think it definitely helped me. Yeah, I would I would do it again, absolutely. There's also the American Association of Lab Animal Science or ALAS. And so they have a lot of great information from starting like from being like in husbandry, taking care of the animals all the way to animal lab animal like management and things like that. So there's different certifications you can get through them as well. So ALAS is a great resource for people who are interested.
0: And is that their, is that their website alas.org or, or something like that? I think it's .org. Okay. And that's mm-hmm. actually another good one that you brought up, probably doing something like working at a PetSmart or something like that mm-hmm. where you take care of you actually are physically taking care of basically all of these kinds of animals, that would probably be another great piece of experience.
1: Absolutely. It really is. And in fact, when I first started out, I was doing a lot of the husbandry and things like that. And I'll jump in, you know, if they're short, I'll jump in and I'll start changing cages and whatnot.
0: Great. That's great. You know, that's another thing that I really like to advocate for and bring up as much as I can. We're, we're never too big for the small jobs, right? So right. patient care is patient care and cleaning out a little mousey's cage is mm-hmm. just as important as whatever it is you're doing that's related to the medicine. So absolutely. Once again, we have someone who is very distinguished in their career, been doing it a long time, but still cleans up the little poopies. So. Mm-hmm. Don't and the big poopies.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Maybe sometimes you get poopy flung at you. I don't know. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we get it all.
0: <laughs> well, speaking of, you know, having this long and fruitful career. You are a veterinary technician specialist in in your in your little pocket of vet med here in the laboratory animal medicine, but you had to take your exam twice. So, I yeah, I just want to kind of put a real, a real face on that. I don't know if you have a story or some things you'd like to tell us about that experience, but this happens guys. And look, it didn't slow Jody down even a little bit. Right. So what, yeah. what, what thoughts do you have on that, Jody?
1: Well, I, I've been out of school for a long time. So studying, getting back into the studying, I think maybe if I would have started a little little earlier, it's just such a large amount of information that you have <laughs> to pack into your head for that exam. How many years but, were you out? Gosh, I, I got that in ni- 2019 and I graduated in in 98. So, okay. Yeah, <laughs> it was a long time, but I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I stayed in there it was a lot of hard work, but I encourage anyone to do that. Like, it just feels so good to have that certification.
0: Yeah, they are a lot of hard work. And since you, I think you're one of the more recent VTSs I've had on, would you tell us a little bit? And guys, remember all of the, the requirements are different for each one of the technician specialties. So what Jody tells us today for hers will be different from a specialty you're looking into. That's not lab animals. So make sure you do look up the requirements and sometimes they have little changes too. So maybe when mm-hmm. Jody did it just a short two years ago, it might be a little bit different. I don't know, but do you want to tell us a little about the process? Usually there's years worth of cases and things that go into it uh, just so we have a heads up on that.
1: Yeah, it was a very, a lot of work. <laughs> so, <laughs> Um, we got a list of skills that we had to be proficient in. I believe 80% of them. I couldn't, I can't remember the exact number, but from there you have a year to do case logs and explain your skills. And then you get signed off by either another VTS or by a DVM. Of course, I could only get signed off by a, a DVM. And then you had four larger case reports all of these showcased your skills. So it was a, a lot of work.
0: <laughs> so that was over how many years again
1: for your that, your
0: case reports?
1: Only one. One year. Okay. One year. One year. And we had four big
0: cases and that was it? Or were there And then 50 cases? to 60 case logs. So, okay. so a smaller group. Okay. 50 to 60 case logs and then our skill set list. Mm-hmm. And then we have one year to complete all that. And then there's the exam. Yep. Okay. And what's the requirement to even start this? Is it a few years in the field or I, I think it's three. Yeah. They usually vary three to
1: five typically. Yeah. It's around three to five and I, I should have brushed up on it before. No, no,
0: no. This is all, okay. this <laughs> okay. is all great information.
1: I, I think
0: anybody listening should still look it up for themselves. Cause like I said, mm-hmm. even even from last year, something might be a little bit different. So we never know how the rules will change, but that gives us at least kind of the big picture view, you know, that it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> we don't no. have a VTS for just being there. That's right. We've we've shown that we have the knowledge base and that we know we know all these things that we should know to have these credentials. So yeah, lots of hard. And another work.
1: thing was a lot of continuing education. And that continues um, now to keep up my certification right for that which is good you you already gave us the great website speaking of continuing education
0: the great AALAS website is a good place to start for that it sounds like are there any other big ones that you know of for people who might be trying to start out and want to kind of brush up on some things
1: that is that's the big one right okay. there is is okay. it's ALAS i can't think of i just have a various from all different sources
0: yeah probably just keeping our eyes and ears open for things i know exotics and lab animal things they just don't happen very frequently so right just keeping your eyes and ears open is there anything else that we maybe didn't touch on that you'd like to to share with us for anybody who's trying to kind of follow in your footsteps down this career path
1: I would definitely say like get an internship or get like a lot of pre-covid we would take let people come and take tours you know and just kind of see what you'd be getting into. Talk to the vet techs. I mean, because we're all like super passionate. I haven't met a vet tech that isn't super (laughs) passionate about their job. And we we can go on and on and talk about, you know, what we love about our jobs. So definitely getting into that, finding someone to talk to and hopefully some, you know, after COVID's over, we're going to be able to take tours, give tours and things like that.
0: Yes. Mentoring is amazing. And yes, I think that's another great point that you bring up. I always encourage people to, to go specifically to what it is you want to do, because it's also different. Our our responsibilities over our various job roles within veterinary medicine are just so different that you don't know what you're getting into. Mm-hmm. And you actually made me think of something else, uh, the culture. So it, you've had a couple of different jobs in lab animal medicine and what's the culture like for that? You know, there seems to be a lot of toxicity in more of the actual clinical settings. Have you experienced that at all in, in your lab animal medicine?
1: I have, we've gone through our group of vet techs right now. Like we get along great, but I'm, you know, I, I work for corporate America and they're very focused on culture. Oh, good. So if you, you basically, I mean, you have to create good culture or you're going to get a bad review, basically. So I, I would say like, it's the best it's been in a very long time. Good. Where I work. It's not, it's not toxic. We do have, you know, our issues outside of our group. You could say like they're, you know, the owner. Mm-hmm you know working for them and you know clashes so you don't really necessarily get away from that aspect because you have to work with others throughout your outside of your group yeah a lot that can be very difficult and and stressful yeah especially people who don't understand the medicine
0: that can probably create a barrier i'm sure yes yes well i'm glad to hear that overall it's been a good experience for you though that's that's encouraging i feel like for people who would want to run down this path here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And what about a tip or a trick? I really like when my guests leave a tip or a trick for, for our listeners. Do you have
1: anything for us? I'd like to say to learn the behavior of the animal. The behavior of the animal is like the, a big clue to what's going on with that animal. You know, for instance, monkeys, you know, they smack at you. What does that mean? What's a threat? Am I smiling? Can they see me smile? Will that could be a threat to them down to like the mice and like how they build their nests. If they have a flattened out nest, they're probably not feeling so good. If they have a nice fluffy nest, they're doing, they're doing well. I find behavior, not only is it fascinating to me, but it is such a big part of our job. Getting monkeys to take their medication and a treat (laughs) from a vet (laughs) tech. Now that is, that's a whole other (laughs) They're too smart. They know they're you're very the bad smart. Guy. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So you have to, you have to be on your toes.
0: I think that's great. You know, that's something every vet tech should be cognizant of, right. That we understand the behavior patterns of our patients, but even more so for you guys, where you're, you're seeing the same little colonies day in, day out, you can familiarize yourself with them. And mm-hmm. I think that's a great, great little tip for people wanting to start out in this path for them to know
1: about for sure yes it helps me out a lot
0: well that wraps us up for today guys Jody, thank you so much for joining in with us thank you and I enjoyed
1: if you... it oh well I'm glad you enjoyed it as <laughs> I well. love talking about my job yeah don't we
0: all don't we all
1: <laughs> yeah if you guys have any questions,
0: you'd like to hear about a specific topic, or you know a vet tech that has a cool job, feel free to shoot me an email at KendraTheVetTech at gmail.com. You can also catch me on Facebook or Instagram or through my website, kenderthevettech.com, where you can also find my newest online live sessions over pig general anesthesia and call taking. You can also purchase a copy of my veterinary telephone triage flipbook through my website as well. And don't forget to check out my YouTube channel for the latest educational video releases. Thanks guys.